You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Joining us on Racing Nation, next guest to join me on the program with thanks to Hogan's Family Jewellers. We'll take a look at this big meeting from the Valley. He's on thepuntingbaron.com.au. He is the punting baron himself. Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, good. What, what happened to Spacewalk? Seriously. Not to start on a bad note. <laughs> uh, yeah, still getting over the fact they took him to uh, Sydney instead of Melbourne. <laughs> Don't Did get you it. back him at Sydney? No, I didn't actually end up having a bet. Uh, by the time I looked in Sydney, the price had pretty much gone. And after backing him at $8 in Melbourne and then seeing him <laughs> be about $5 in Sydney, I thought, nah, it's just going to be double the pain if he gets rolled. I didn't realise it would have been so painful had I backed him. Gee, it was something something beat. I don't know, not sure what happened on the line, but still for me the most painful thing is and convinced he would have won at Caulfield and you don't get to see the horses don't come up eight dollars that you think are that I mean I think I was pretty confident. I think I made a big mm. bet last week on the podcast. Yep. So yep. not too many horses come up eight dollars that you're that confident about and then they get scratched and you get vindicated without actually having a collect. So, uh, yeah, but definitely fell for the punters that backed him up in Sydney. Uh, he, he looked all over a winner and then got turned sideways uh, in the straight. But I think uh, pretty interesting experience. I think the horse that beat him uh, is still quite smart as well. So I think we might see those two horses do battle uh, in the coming weeks up in Sydney. So it shapes up for an interesting golden rose. I think uh, you mentioned off air he's into about $12. He was... Uh, $26, I think, uh, last week. So he's halved in price there. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that's this time of year, isn't it? Melbourne and Sydney, it's all happening. Uh, good horses everywhere. So plenty of interesting times to head over the coming months. All right. Well, we head to another big meeting at the Valley. Nine races on the program. Before we get to that, just a quick shout-out. Um, my brother-in-law, Joel Steele, mentioned he ran into a couple of blokes that are big Baron fans. So you're a growing <laughs> fan base in Toowoomba. I'll have to get up there. Yeah, well, they've got the big beer fest up there, don't they? The brew, oh, brew Wumba. That was last yeah. week. That oh, was last was week. Yeah, no, a couple of people have told me about that, and it goes quite well. So, yeah, I'll have to time it, uh, have to, time it to get up there and uh, can have a beer with the boys. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, so it was uh, Luke Nolan, not the jockey variety, AM, and Kev Nolan, apparently. They're uh, yeah, big fans of the, of the Barons, so they'd be... Listening in keenly this week, hoping you can make a profit for us at the Valley. Uh, let's hope we can uh, win him a few schooners down at the pub. <laughs> right, so yeah. So thanks for uh, for your support and tuning in. So Kevin, Luke, and I don't know if they're brothers. They're, they're brothers. Tom Nolan. They call him the Big Train. He's an MMA fighter. He goes good oh, too. Okay. Sounds yeah. like a good man to have on side. I need to become mates with him when I lose. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. We'll get. We'll organise. the lynch mob yeah. coming after me. Yeah, we'll organise. We'll organise a big train to escort you to Brewumba then. Yeah, sounds good. Right <laughs> you might need right. to escort me out, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, that's a good one. We'll get you up for Brewumba. It's a good idea. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Thank anyway, you. let's have a look. This meeting at the Valley. First of all, uh, track. What's it going to do this week? Yeah, that's the big. That's the sixty-four million dollar question. To be completely honest, the forecast as we speak on Thursday morning is one of those. Forecast where there's plenty of rain forecast. Uh, if it arrives, we're going to get pretty wet. If it doesn't arrive, then we're probably going to hover in a pretty good sort of soft five range. Uh, but yeah, there is, it looks pretty grim outside at the moment. I know there's uh, about 10 mils forecast later today. Uh, the track's currently a soft six. Uh, there's showers forecast 
through Friday and Saturday. So I think we'll get some rain. That will probably keep it in that soft yeah. rain. So expecting around a soft six. The rail out five metres. Uh, we saw it play pretty leaderish and on pace a couple of weeks ago at the meeting here when they were out three metres. So it moves out an extra couple. I think early in the day being up on speed won't be a disadvantage, but I expect them to even out throughout the day. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see them get off the fence a bit as we get deeper into the program. But I think early in the day you probably want to be uh, with those horses up on speed closer to the rail before it cuts out a little bit later on. All right, so that's your thoughts on the track. It's always an important one weather-wise, of course, and also just with uh, the Mooney Valley and boss racing patterns and things like that. But all right, let's have a look and see if we can find a few winners. Puntingbaron.com.au, the place to go to uh, subscribe to the Punting Baron. So there, the previews there for every race, basically, that uh, that Shane thinks he can find a winner and, and wherever it may be. But uh, has picked out four that he wants to talk about on the show this week. Races one, six, eight, and nine. So, of course, we start in race one, Always good to back the winner of the first. It's Ladbrokes Plate. It's over 1,200 metres for the three-year-old fillies. What are we doing here to kick off the day? Yeah, good race to kick off on too. Uh, first race doesn't often hold as much interest as this one. Uh, pretty keen on one in the early markets for those listening on Thursday morning in number nine, Miss Shutley. Uh, pretty, pretty much just looks to get a perfect run on the map. Her first two runs, she's been knocked off in maidens, but they've been very handy maidens. Uh, Manhattan Thunder goes quite well, was able to run her down at sale. There was a big gap to the third horse, uh, and then copped a heap of pressure up front at Geelong from a couple of smart ones in Nana Gui and Lambda. Uh, she just got touched off by Nana Gui, who had some good form uh, back in the autumn as a two-year-old around some handy ones. I know there's a bit of a boom on her. Just got no peace in front, fought on well, just went down narrowly. Uh, gets a completely different setup here. Uh, the early scratching of number two, Soju Session, looks to give her a real advantage on the map. She looks to clear speed horse in the race. Uh, just looking for her rivals, a lot of her rivals to get back uh, off speed runners. So expecting Miss Sutley gets complete control of the race early from gate four, um, from gate four for Jordan Child. She can dictate the turns run along and I think she'll be hard to run down. First use of the track, don't expect that to be a disadvantage to be up on speed. So for mine, she's clearly the one to beat. A couple of places, she's still around the $6 mark as we speak on Thursday morning. I think she'll start much shorter than that come race day. So pretty keen on her. The main danger is the toppy, Varvia. She was excellent here first up a couple of weeks ago. Just didn't get the right set up there. It was an on-speed dominated race. She drew wide. She had to go a long way back couple of things in her favour here. I think the track will probably be a little bit, even though early in the day I still expect it to favour those on speed. I don't think it'll be as significant as what it was two weeks ago. So that helps her. I think she can also sit a little bit closer. I don't anticipate her being as far off the speed as what she was a couple of weeks ago. If Ollie has her within striking distance, she looks the main danger to run down Miss Sutley. So you can definitely have something on her. A watch runner is the de- debutante, number 10, Clarity, from the Pat Carey stable. Been quite taken with her jump out. Uh, and given the fact that Pat Carey throws her in the deep end here, which he is prone to do, uh, but he can get them up at big odds. And she's around 40 to 51 draw as well. Uh, you could probably do worse than have a peanut on her. So, yeah, really interesting race. I'm, I'm pretty keen to bet into it the first. I'm keen, Miss Suddenly. I think the early odds are a bit of a luxury at the $6. I uh, can also back Varvia. Uh, and a peanut on the debutante clarity at huge odds. All right, that's your thoughts to race number one on the program. Let's have a look at race number six. 
nine races as we said on the program. So what race seems to be the first of the quaddy? It's the Rand, but handicap. This one over the mile, it's a benchmark, 78. Yeah, speaking of nice setups, it certainly does look the right setup for number six Mayfair Spirits, uh, two of my nemesis, nemesis, uh, combined in the Mara Eustace camp and Jamie Carr. Geez, I can't catch his Mara Eustace camp over the last month or so. Uh, back them, they lose, take them on, they win. Uh, but let's hope it's all harmonious here on Saturday because this horse just looks fabulous off on the He had no luck first up. Thought he was given a pretty soft ride by Jamie Carr at Crawfield last start when he was second up. He got back. There wasn't a lot of urgency, whether that's the way to ride him, but I thought he got through the line really well. Uh, everything suggests he's ready to go here. Third up, uh, middle to wide draw, which by this stage of the day, hoping isn't a disadvantage for Jamie Carr. Can see him blending into the race really nicely and being strong late. It looks the race with good speed. Uh, Global Gifts, Do You Reckon, Zoltan, Dirty Deeds. Uh, all horses that can roll, Mark of the Man, all horses that can get up on speed and roll forward. So I can see uh, Mayfair Spirit just slotting into a nice midfield position, thinking and blend into the race at the right time for Jamie Carr. And then, like I said, third up, fifth, ready to go. I think he's clearly the one to beat. And I had him on top, race six, number six, Mayfair Spirit. Mayfair Spirit in the six. Let's go down to race eight. On the program, this one, uh, a listed race, so one of the uh, the real features of the day. It is the uh, the Caroline Stake that's over the flying thousand metres, a listed race. Yeah, super field. Uh, really good uh, field engaged here. Plenty of interest, uh, particularly with these South Australian visitor, extremely lucky. Uh, I think a couple of boys we met down at the Bull might have a share in this horse, actually. Uh, but had really smart horse and a super win first up. Uh, left Iron Bean. Uh, in his wake there, we saw I am Ben, I am Ben A come down to Melbourne and was super impressive last Saturday at Caulfield. Uh, the thing with Extremely Lucky, last start at Norfolkville, that track was favouring horses getting wide out to the middle of the track, storming down the middle and, you know, he got the perfect setup. And while he won very impressively and he's a horse with plenty of talent, uh, whether the setup around the valley is as favourable over the 1,000 metres, I'm not so sure. So very hard to beat, definitely a key winning chance, but I'm a bit reluctant to tumble in. I think he's certainly well found in the market. Gee, I just talked about not being able to catch Mara and Eustace, and somehow they've got two runners in this race and I've come up with both of them. Uh, Generation's a really smart horse. So Barrier is not ideal, Barrier 13. He draws wide, so it's going to need a... He's going to need a touch of luck from Mark Zara, but I'm convinced that he's a horse of above average, a real above average ability. I think he's a very good horse. We saw him win on Cox Plate Day uh, around 10 months ago. He was really impressive there. He then come back last preparation and was very good winning first up at Caulfield. We're pretty keen on him that day. He then went on to run well here in a William Reed in a Group 1 uh, behind September run. I mean, that form's just... Yeah, that's, that's top-class form. So he resumes here off to very sharp trials. He's been written off the speed in his trials, which is probably a bit of an advantage coming here to the 1,000 metres first up from the wide draw. I just hope if he can slot in maybe one or two pairs back, three wide with cover, blending into the race. By this stage of the day, hopefully coming that bit wider isn't a disadvantage. If he can do that, he's a very classy animal. He'll be very strong at the end of the 1,000 metres. Uh, he's a pretty smart horse. And I think around the $6 mark, compared to Extremely Lucky, who we need to see come to Melbourne and do it, 
Uh, I just thought he was a pretty good bet at that price generation. I was happy to be with him. His stable mate, Bella Nipotina, uh, she's had a new lease of life since joining the Mara Eustace camp. Uh, she raced really well in some top-class races last preparation. She was close up in a Goodwood, close up in a Sangster, close up in a Galaxy, close up in an Oakley Plate. I mean, they're Group 1 races. The only time she didn't race in a Group 1 race, she was a Group 2 winner at Randwick. So this is a notch below that Group 1 level. She's another that's trolled up really well. Craig Williams has got a really good affiliation with her. She matched to get a good run from the middle draw. She's raced well here at the Valley without winning, uh, but she has found that winning mentality, winning form since joining the Mara and Eustace camp. So thought around the 6 to $7 mark, she mapped to get a lovely run off the speed and could be right in the finish. So just taking on extremely lucky. Look, if he wins, I'll cop it. He's a very good horse if he does, but I think he's well found in the market. Happy to be with Generation and Bella Nipotina around the 6 to $7. Geez, we're really trying to reverse the, the hoodoo this week, aren't we? As I was coming up with it, I'm like, Gee, I'm, either, I'm either a glutton for punishment or, yeah, we're going to try to reverse it and turn it. Yeah, we're, we're well overdue. So, uh, but even this race, we're taking on Jamie Carr, so if one doesn't get you, the other will. <laughs> well, Ma Eustace can't get you in the lucky last. They don't have a runner, surprisingly. No, they don't. Race 9, Dr. Sheehan <laughs> plates, over 1,200 metres. It's a benchmark 84, and actually... Jamie Carr doesn't have a ride either. This is utopia. You're hoodoo free. I know, and I'll be six hours into a wine tour down in Tasmania. I'll be flying by this stage. Let's hope we can fly home with a winner. This is a really interesting race. There's plenty of angles to this race. I think I tweeted on Wednesday night. Uh, A few horses that are well in the market, I think you can definitely find reasons to back against them. Uh, The Garden... He's a very smart horse, but he got out over 1,400 metres last preparation. His trials and jump outs this campaign certainly suggest to me he might now be more of that 1,400-metre type horse. He might even stretch out to a mile this campaign. Uh, so I think there's certainly an element of risk with him first up over 1,200 metres, despite him looking the horse in the race with the most upside. Uh, six by 63, he's also well in the market. Barrier one just looks awful for it on the map. Uh, he didn't fire a shot first up when held up between horses and has been very good at his last two when drawing wide and in clear air. So I think he's a big risk. Chartres also well in the market, but another that might be better over more ground. So, uh, yeah, just thought there was a bit of a risk with a few of those in the market. And as such, we could try a couple at double-figure odds. Zarkat makes his debut for the new stable after formally racing with a good Olfen cant. Now... I know a few will think he's probably pretty aptly named Zarkat because he's often found one or two better in his time in the Godolphin camp. He's often trialled really well and then everyone's been on him first up and he hasn't he hasn't quite got the job done. Hoping the change of environment, uh, a bit like we just mentioned in Bella Nipotina in the previous race, hopefully the change of environment might give him... Caroline Jennings is a really astute trainer. She's building up a... Nice stable there at Flemington and uh, been producing plenty of winners. So hopefully she can do the trick with Zarkat. Look, his jump outs, not surprisingly, have been really sharp at Flemington. He maps to get a lovely run on speed from gate four. In a race where the speed and the map looks a little bit tricky, he's going to be right there. He handles all conditions. He generally, even though he's only won once fresh, he generally races really well. Uh, Thought at double-figure odds, He's definitely going to be there about. So I thought around the 12 to $13 mark, you could definitely have something on him, hoping that he can produce first up. 
Uh, Exeter's got really good Mooney Valley form. So he comes through the chain of lightning race at Flemington down the straight a couple of weeks ago. I think that'll prove to be a pretty handy form race. Uh, thought he got through the line okay there. The key here, as well as getting back to Mooney Valley, is that it doesn't look a lot of speed. Uh, just thought from that middle to wide gate, Damien Lane might be able to ride him really positively, get him up into the first couple. If he can do that, uh, he could prove pretty hard to get past. He's run some really good races here at the Valley, so double-figure odds can have something on him. The other one, if he gets into the field, I'd be inclined to have something on it even bigger odds as the bottom one, Sam's image. Uh, gets right down on the weights to 52 kilos for Alana Kelly. His run was even better than Exeter's at Flemington behind Chain of Lightning. He got through the line really nicely late there over the 1,100 metres. Even though he's never won at 1,200, the way he got through the line there at Flemington suggests to me he might be looking for this trip. And again, he might be one that can land on speed in a race where, like I said, the map looks a little bit tricky. Uh, he has been a horse in the past, but if he can get his own way up on speed... Uh, he's been a pretty hard horse to catch over the journey, but he can pull out a run every now and again. So if he gets into the field around the 20 to 1 mark, I'd be inclined to have something on him. So, yeah, just playing around a few of those in the market, I think we might be able to pinch a result at odds in the last. Mainly keen on Zarkat. I think he'll give you a great sight fresh, uh, but can definitely have something on Exeter and Sam's image. All right, so that's your thoughts. So race one, number nine, it's Miss Sutley. We can save on one bar via and at odds to ten, Clarity. Race six, keen on the six, Mayfair Spirit. Race eight, uh, in Maran Eustace, we trust. Two, Generation and five, Bella Nipatina. Uh, in that order, correct? Yeah, oh, no, equal stake. Uh, no no real favour in there. I think right had, gener had swapped the gates, I'd definitely be keener on Generation, but uh, just with that wider draw and Bella Nipatina getting the easier run. Uh, I don't think there's much between them. And the lucky last, we're working around nine, or nine, Zarkat, uh, the on-top selection, but also keen to have on side three, Exeter, and 13, Sam's image. What's the best? In Marin Eustace and Jamie Carr, we trust, as you just said. Let's hope we can all come together in blissful harmony. Race six, number six, Mayfair Spirit. And all will be forgiven. <laughs> For now. Yeah. <laughs> six number until six screw, until they screw me in race eight. <laughs> <laughs> race six number six Mayfair Spirit is the best bet on the front. Isn't it funny though? As you said, like they obviously outstanding traders, an outstanding rider, but sometimes for whatever reason you can sometimes always be on the wrong leg. That's you and I, I, that I'm trio. A bit, I'm a bit concerned. That's more a reflection on me than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I was thinking it actually. <laughs> They train plenty of winners, so I thought, you know... The, yeah. the, the I'd probably rather be bad. in their corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the time to unite, as you said. Race 6, exactly. 6, May, Fair Spirit. So that's the best on the card. Now, puntingbaron.com.au, as I mentioned, is a place to go to subscribe. Uh, very, very much about value for money. Uh, plenty of opportunities for whatever level punty that you are. Wherever you like to punt, there's normally something you, you, you can find for everyone. So um, how do they sign up to it and what's the details? Yes, so jump onto the site. As you said, puntingbaron.com.au. We've got the weekly subscription, which is just $6 a week. Uh, great value there, but even better value. Sign up for the whole year for $159.95. That works out to be about $3 a week. We've obviously got this big meeting at Mooney Valley fully covered on the website on Saturday. We'll also be having a couple of bets in Sydney. It's Group 1 Wind State stay up there. So looking forward to getting back in to the betting scene up in Sydney after a bit of a hiatus in recent times. But with 
the carnival around the corner, uh, definitely keen to get stuck in there. Uh, through the SMS service, which is going through a bit of a curse at the moment, uh, we need a couple of results there, uh, but we're hoping to find that. We might go to Mwillumbar for those listening early on Friday. It's a big day up there, Mwillumbar Cup Day. Another club that's had some rotten luck with the weather up in the northern uh, that northern rivers region. So uh, from all reports, track looks in great order. They've had some really good weather. So uh, really good meeting there. A bit of that coughs form from a couple of weeks ago heading up there. So we had a good day, Coffs Cup Day. We'll hope to replicate that. Uh, but as you said, plenty of value for money. It's not a service that's going to break your bank. Yeah, but we're finding plenty of winners. Uh, so jump on to punningbaron.com.au and check it all out. That's the place to go become a Baron today. Shane, enjoy Tasmania and hopefully a few winners to, uh, to help pay for the trip and also hopefully we help the punters make a profit this weekend as well. Sounds good, mate. And uh, go Mar and Eustace and Jamie Carr. Have a good weekend. Join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.